Let's close our eyes for a minute. And uh, let's just focus on the Lord, and we'll, we will lift up our voice, and let's just give thanks to Him. Thank you, Lord, for tonight. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you that your Spirit is already working. Thank you, Lord, He came with us. You live in us. Thank you, Lord, you live and walk among us real big and strong. And so we expect, Lord, not only do you do stuff from the inside out, but from the outside in. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. We magnify you and we glorify your name. Thank you for strong things. Your hand working on people. Thank you, Lord. We worship you and magnify you. Thank you, Lord, that you are working on people. Ministering to people right now with your divine life and your divine strength. And we worship you and thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Lord, that you are really good. And we worship you. Thank you, Lord. You know, we're, we're, we'll uh, continue on doing that in a minute. But I want to say this because there's, you know, I come from the same place Pastor Mark does, Southern California. But then we went to the same Bible school too. And, uh, you know, we're taught and as good Bible people that, um, you know, we don't have to reach out and touch the Lord as he goes by. You know, that song you'll find he's... He's not too busy to hear your heart cry. But we know that when you get saved, God comes and he lives in you. And then when you do wrong, he don't leave. He, he just stays right there. And then, then he deals with you about it. And then if you do wrong again, he'll just deal with you about it. He doesn't leave you. But there is another side to where the Lord does walk among us. You know, the book of Revelation, when uh, the Lord appeared to John, he talked about how he walked through the churches and he would see. So I do believe that he does walk here at times, not just angels, but him personally will we'll do stuff. Because, you know, he said, if you command anything in my name, he said, I'll do it. Amen. So he personally gets involved. And starts doing stuff. And so I do expect that God by his spirit can work in you. He can work in you from the outside. But he can walk in your midst and do stuff. You know? I mean, I probably like you. I've sensed the Lord there. Or something. And there's power. You know, it's either an angel or it's the Lord. You know? And, I, and I'm, I used to be real big on, he's not out there walking, he lives in us. Then you have an experience and the Lord appears to you. All right, so he, he walks in our midst. Amen. Then you, my theology changes as I move along. You know. I've had some stuff that I, I've, I, some things I've only told, told Pastor Mark, and uh, he said, you should write that down. You should write that down. And, uh, because, and, and at first I didn't tell anybody. Then I started to tell a couple of people because I had some interesting things that would change your theology. Okay. Yeah. Come on. Right? And that doesn't mean we're not looking for weird stuff. There's plenty <laughs> without weird, right? There's plenty of power, a lot happening without weird stuff. 
I mean, buildings shaking. I mean, if we're not there yet, that's just normal. I mean, look at the prayer meetings in the book of Acts. Second chapter, you know, they're together. Or, you know, end of the first and second chapter, fourth chapter. You know, different places you go through. And when they have prayer meetings, stuff sure seems to happen. They, and they didn't make a big thing out of it. So we don't even need weird. But, you know, I've had stuff happen like... I remember one time I was ministering, and I know that I have a tangible anointing to minister to people certain ways. And I remember one night I was ministering, the power of God got really strong, so I kept my hand like this. I was like, man, my hand. And I've sensed the power of God. I was over there, and I was like, man, I feel like I'm on a boat. My legs are like, hey. And uh, I had my hand like this, and I was just preaching away. And I didn't see anything. And, uh, but I could tell, and I was... I was doing this and thinking about this. I know if you, you know, haven't you ever shared with somebody out on the street, tell your testimony and all of a sudden you notice it's real good and you're like, this is pretty good right now. You've ever done that? And, and you're not even thinking now about what you're preaching. You're like, this is pretty good and this ain't me. And you're like saying stuff and you're like, I didn't even know I know that verse. I, and you're even thinking, I hope it's in the Bible, you know. And, um, and we've probably all done that. And if you haven't, you're missing out on something fun and enjoyable. God makes things that he wants you to do enjoyable. Amen. And he does. And so anyway, I was standing like this and I've had this happen a couple of times with different things. One time I could sense it all around my face and the power of God, as I was talking, just kept getting stronger. And I remember when my assistant pastor came up after the service and she said, because she kept blinking. She said, okay, you're going to think I'm weird. I said, I already do. So just go ahead. And she said, there was like an emerald green something all around your face. And I thought, I could sense something, but I didn't see it. Well, that same thing happened that day when I was like this. Another lady came up and she said, you know, your right hand just turned to emerald green. I thought, that's happened I don't know how many times. And then one time this guy who uh, I got to lead him to the Lord. And then I said, hey, if you, he was a business owner. I said, you want to get filled with the spirit? And he said... He said, yeah, I would like that. And so I said, well, we, he said, let's just go out back and we'll pray. So when I went to go pray for him, I didn't lay hands on him. And I just knew God didn't want me to. Well, I didn't know he had a background of people with badges and bike riding. And uh, is a Mormon. Would I say something wrong in here? <laughs> and, uh, but I had led him to the Lord. And now he wants to get filled with the Spirit. So I prayed with him. And man, the power of God came on him. He started speaking in tongues. Well, he went and told his mom. Their whole family is real dedicated. She said, this, this, I don't know about this. And he said, you know what's wild? He said, everything just turned this emerald green color. Well, you can't, I'm not making this up as I'm going, you know. And I'm thinking, he comes back to tell me. His mom said, well, what's happening? This tongues and all that. That's the devil. I thought, no, your mom is <laughs> the devil. And um, he said, so I don't know if I should talk to you about this anymore. I said, are you sure it was emerald green? Because I was, you know, you go fishing, you want to make sure they get the bait. And so he's all, no, it was green. I said, you sure it wasn't this color? No, nope, it was this color. And, you know, we went on and he 
said this and and you could and here's the thing whether i see it or you see it or we do or we don't man the power of god was wow strong just powerful and uh you know you minister to people like that bodies change and it doesn't matter you can just by faith too and uh but anyway it started bothering me because you know the bible was this emerald green now, he said, don't think about it till later, but I'll let you off the hook. If you go to the book of Revelation, the fourth chapter, when it talks about the Lord and it talks about how his countenance was, most of us, how many of you know there was a rainbow around him? Remember that? You, you, yes. Yeah. Just checking. There was a rainbow around him. So a rainbow is cool, right? We want a rainbow around him. But this is what the Bible actually said, because I was bothered. I'm like, oh, my. It says this, and he sat, verse 3 of the fourth chapter, and it said, he sat, he who sat there was like a jasper and a sardis stone in appearance, and there was a rainbow around the throne in appearance like an emerald. And I went, oh, it doesn't say it's like yellow and green and blue and purple. He said it's around there like a rainbow, but in appearance like emerald. I said, oh, I'm free. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you know, you start looking for things. You know what I mean? But that's why I said my theology changes. Now, don't, we're not talking about trying to make some big weird changes, but, you know, something happens, you know. And I'm thinking... I'm not making this up. And it's the same spirit that filled me and that, got, and that I'm saved by. And, and that being said, I said we'd go back and give some time and maybe give thanks to the Lord a little bit. But I do believe that the Lord walks among us. It's what he did there in the book of Revelation. And he knew what was in people so he doesn't look over, overlook anybody. He, he does. I mean, he searches our hearts. We know that. He lives in us. But I, I believe that he's in the business of still walking in the church. Are you with me? We're not, we're not trying to see him. But, you know, him walking here doesn't mean we have to see him either. You know, when he was received up out of their sight, you know, in the book of Acts, said a cloud received him out of their sight. It, it didn't say he ceased to exist. They just couldn't see him physically. The, the glory of God, that cloud... It's not the kind of clouds we see out here. It's the glory of God. And, uh, but he walks among us. Amen? Amen. He does. And, uh, you know, when I told about that story, when the Lord appeared to me, laid hands in my hands. And then afterwards I thought, oh, my, you know, we're in a prayer meeting. I didn't want to say anything. And then one or two people, I told one person and about four or five other people said, Somebody walked right in here. Another person said, somebody was standing like in front of you. Didn't, did you notice that? I thought, yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> but I didn't say that. I just let them finish their story. I just know this. The Lord personally wants to get involved in our lives. Amen. Amen. And so we don't have to worry about a feeling or whatever. I tell people, just focus on him. He's working. Yes. And he is. So let's lift up our voice to the Lord. And let's magnify him. And, uh, you know, if you've never lifted your hands, it'd be okay. You could do that. I've done this over the years, you know. Uh, I've known Mickey 
the guy up there that was whatever he was doing on that keyboard up there <laughs> for a lot of years. I knew him before he was in jail for, what, 10 years? <laughs> and um, I knew him back before then. And uh, so I met, I sent him mail and stuff like that. His wife's like, you better tell him the truth. She was in jail too. And... Um, <laughs> But they're redeemed. No, they, they never were. But, uh, right, you weren't, right? And, uh, but way back when I was a youth pastor and, and he would be at some of the camps and stuff, and I'd tell people, let's just raise our hands and do this. And I'd tell people to do this because God helped me in my own life. You know, if he tells you to do something, there might be a purpose or something in it. So I'd just do it on my own and say, I worship you, Lord, and I magnify you. And after a while, the power of God would get in the room, and I'd just say, I worship you, and I magnify you. And I'm thinking, wow. It felt like my hands would go up into a cloud. You know, after doing that time after time after time, I'd just sense that power just flow right into me. Somebody said, well, what's it like? If you could describe something natural, if you grabbed a garden hose and you put your hand on it and turned it on, it's almost like it vibrates kind of some. Sometimes it seems like my arms are in a cast, but not seen. And that power just flows, you know. And so I always tell people it doesn't have to be super strong in, in the way you perceive it. It's still power. And you just stay connected and let that flow through you and it'll do something. So let's raise our hands, let's close our eyes, and let's lift our voice to the Lord. Father, we worship you and thank you for your divine life and your ability. Thank you for Jesus, who is our Lord and who is in our midst. Thank you, Lord, for stirring hearts, stirring lives. Thank you, Lord, for dealing with people, working in people's lives. Thank you, Lord, for things being imparted to people to help them on their journey. Thank you with you and to, for service with you. Thank you, Lord God, to help them where they're at in life. We worship you and magnify you and glorify you. Thank you, Lord God, for your divine power, your divine ability, your divine life working. Thank you, Lord. You are so good. We worship you and magnify you. Thank you, Lord, for your power ministering to people. Thank you, Lord, that you deal with people and you impart things to people. Thank you, Lord, you sent people. Paul went that he might impart some spiritual thing to those people that the end they might be established. So thank you, Lord, for things being imparted to people so that, that at the end result would they would be more established, more fixed in you, more settled in your ways more walking in your ways. Thank you, Lord God. We worship you and thank you for your divine life. Thank you for impartations. Thank you, Lord, for things working. Thank you that you are ministering to people. Thank you, Lord, and people will be more established. More established. More established in the faith. More settled in the faith. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, from the inside. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your work. Thank you for your working. We worship you, magnify you, and thank you for your divine life and ability. Thank you, Lord, for the things that people have received and are receiving. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are the great one who distributes. Thank you, Lord. Abilities. Grace. Thank you, Lord God. Strength. But giftings. 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 And abilities. Thank you, Lord, for a time of impartation. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for a time of impartation. Your spirit working. You personally, Lord, working in people's lives. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for giftings, abilities, giftings, and abilities. Thank you, Lord. You add to people. Thank you, Lord, to bring them into new places. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the whole of the body. You do things for individuals. Thank you, Lord. For working, we worship you. Thank you, Lord God. We magnify you and glorify you. Thank you, Lord. You are working, stirring things. But thank you, Lord, for times of impartation of new things. New things in our individual lives. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. We magnify you and we give thanks for these things. Thank you, Lord God. We worship you and magnify you for greater degrees in things that we already possess in you. Thank you, Lord, for greater anointing to bring forth things. Thank you, Lord God. We worship you and magnify you and we're grateful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Everybody say this with me. Say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I have, I have received. received. And I will, and I will keep, receiving keep receiving and walk in, and walk in what, I have. what I have. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for new places in you to walk. Thank you, Lord. New places in prayer, in fellowship, and in life, and in service, in service to you, to you, in service to you, greater. Greater shall be your work through me. Through me, your work will be greater, greater, greater. Thank you, Lord. I have received. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Well, the Lord's good, isn't he? Amen. You can stir things up in your life. And they don't go backwards. Just because you don't feel something tomorrow, it's there. 
Amen? And you just start thanking the Lord and you just fellowship with the Lord and just keep doing what you're doing. And you'll notice things greater working in you, working through you, you know, and, and it'll be good. Amen. There's life, not because it's life church. The sign is only an advertisement, but there's the real deal from the Lord. And so when we, we connect with him, that's where we experience life. Amen. And power. Isn't that the truth? In other words, we have life when we're saved, but God can add things to us. Giftings, ability. I believe people have stuff when they, they get saved. And maybe before that too. But the fact of the matter is God can give more too. And he does. And I just know there's something about connecting with him that when we do, it makes this life better. Amen. And he'll put stuff in us as we're faithful. And I believe sometimes when we're not even faithful. I would like to say amens. <laughs> but he still does that. I mean, he called me when I was five years old and I hadn't done anything yet. I mean, I'd done five years worth of stuff, but... <laughs> Not like the 10 years he did, but five years. Well, I'll tell you what, when you connect with what God's doing and follow after God and his leading and his guidance in your life, it'll just change the path of your life. It will. Just, it'll just change the course of your life. And sometimes we want God to turn us. And sometimes all we have to do is just obey him and we'll just be turning the right way. Amen. And he deals with this. I want to read this. I wasn't going to, but turn to Revelation, the 19th chapter, because there's something else I want to read. Pastor Mark said, wear a watch, you know. That way you don't quit too soon. <laughs> no, he didn't say that. Revelation, the 19th chapter. An interesting book. And uh, John's on this island and that, you know, part of the vision, the Lord talks to him, and part of the time, some angels talk to him, and, and he saw different things that some of the things have come to pass or were present tense, you know, back with the churches back then. Some of the things, you know, are yet to be seen. Uh, but Revelation 19.7 is really fascinating. Because, you know, talking about connecting with the Lord. There's just something about connecting with God. And when I say connecting with God, some people, how do I connect with God? You just obey him. Just, just believe. Just trust him. But notice this. In, in the seventh verse, it says, Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory. Now, this is this angel speaking. For the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife has made herself ready. Verse 8. And so... It says, and to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright. For the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. So this is an angel standing there just talking to him. What's he conveying? He's just talking to him. And then it goes on to say, then he said to me, write, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. 
And he said to me, these are, notice this phrase, the true sayings of God. These aren't the only things God says. There are true sayings that you hear. Because the Bible said you have an anointing in you. It teaches you all things and is truth and is not a lie. And if you will obey that, he said, you'll just abide in him. And, it, and it's not a lie. So it's a true saying when God deals with you. It's not always an audible voice. But we, we don't you know things sometimes? Let me ask this first, how many people are saved? Okay, then I'll answer for you. You, you do. You know, but sometimes if you hear things wrong, you miss the boat. You know, I was like that. I first got saved. I went to a charismatic church. I mean, we did stuff. I don't even think you're supposed to. <laughs> but they were talking about all the time. God was just, well, he was, you know, he, he was just talking to me. I was like, whoa. Now, I love God. I'm giving my life to the Lord. And someone, well, he's just talking to me. So I'd pray, Lord, talk to me. I could still remember, you just talk to me. Talk to me. Please talk to me, Lord. I need, I need you to talk to me. And then to get back to church, and man, God's talking to all these people. I love them as much. Well, talk to me. Talk to me. And uh, I remember I'd go home, and when I was in the world, I had this habit that on Saturday and Sunday, this is when football was only on Sunday, not on all the time. And so you had to watch the Munsters and the Three Stooges. Then the NFL came on. So I would come home from church and I'd turn on the TV and uh, there would be something in me go, mm, wasn't even a voice. It'd be like scratchy. I'd be like, this is my favorite program. <laughs> And I just keep watching TV because I needed God to speak to me. That happened week after week. Something be like, ugh, scratching like something's not right about this. And I'd be like, this is good TV. Lord, I need you to speak to me. And I was being genuine, but I was expecting some audible voice. I didn't realize that his spirit bears witness with my spirit or like Paul said, I perceive. He's had this inward knowing this journey is going to be with, with trouble. And then I start realizing I've been hearing from God, but I was thinking wrong about it. And so the true sayings of God, we hear stuff from him. You with me? Isn't it true? You're going to have to be honest. You don't have to shake your head. You just go, oh. But you get around the things of God, and you get more spirit conscious. You go home, go back to work, and it's after those times. It seems like, oh, I'm a little more sensitive here. But don't worry. If you ignore that, it'll go away. <laughs> Just ignore it after a while. It'll go away. Well, it'll get dim. We don't want to. 
Anybody ever notice that? You spend time with God and you're praying, then you go to do some stuff, and what was acceptable before doesn't seem real acceptable right now? It's the truth. It's a true saying of God. We want to connect with those things. There's something connected to the things God deals with us about. You with me? There is. And, well, I'm just going to believe God. Well, if he's dealing with you, he's trying to get you on that path to go the right way. And, uh, you know, years ago, I remember the Lord spoke to me about the ministry. And I was like, this is awesome. I mean, he really spoke to me. But that inward voice I started learning about, that witness, I knew what he said. He didn't mean, when he said, he said this to me, he said, you're, talk to me about the ministry, and he said, your destiny awaits you. And on the inside, you know, naturally in my head, I was like, woohoo. But on the inside, I knew exactly what he meant. He meant it was waiting my response. Will I obey and do what I'm supposed to do? It's awaiting that. It's connected to that. And because when he says something, there's life in it or you following that path. And so right here, this angel is speaking here. And uh, he said in verse 9, then he said to me, right, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, these are the true sayings of God. And so are the things God deals with you down here. Not up in your head. I mean way down here. I mean way down here and you just know that you know. That you know. And you may go, well, you know, I try to reason your way out of that. That. Those are the true sayings of God too. Not that you guys would ever do that. But I know there's somebody on the back row... No, I'm kidding. But notice this. These are the true sayings of God, but so are the things God deals with you. And he said, and I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, see that you do not do that. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't fall down and worship me. Don't, don't lift me up. I mean, he just fell down. And he said, I'm a servant of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. Notice this phrase, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of inspiration. There's life, prophecy. There's something, you know. That's what I was talking about earlier when you're witnessing to people and, and all of a sudden you're thinking, this is so good. That's that spirit. What are you doing? You're bringing forth something from God to them that's, that God's connecting with. Well, he'll deal with you in your heart. And right here when it says, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, he was telling him. This is what the angel was basically saying. What's making you fall down right now and go, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just repeating what God's saying. There's life in it. 
there's life in what God says. I'm just repeating it. That's what you're sensing. That's what you're recognizing. There's just life there. And when God deals with you, there's life there. And when you follow what he deals with you about, it's the best, best course for your life. And sometimes the best course for your life is stay steady. know about you, but I wonder, being a minister, if I have done a disservice to the body of Christ over the years, talking about the vision, the dream that God has. We've got to go after it. And everybody's looking to go over there somewhere down the road. Well, what about today? Isn't this part of it? Isn't it? I mean, if he said, my destiny out there awaits me, and then he deals with me about doing something today, then this is my destiny. And so then we don't grow weary while doing good, for in due season, you will reap over there if you don't quit now here. And so the Lord will deal with you about stuff, but the fact of the matter is this, I don't think we should just always look to go somewhere else in life. But to give it our all today, right here. We're going to do the best when we come to church today. We're going we're to worship God the best today. Remember Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. Sufficient for the day or today is what you got going on. That's my own translation. The modern translation. Today. And, and that's, there's a huge thing, because if you get dreaming about tomorrow, you'll get unfocused about today. Today is vital. How you guys worship today was important. How? Well, it was important to God, because we're honoring Him, but then just what it does in the whole church, and then for the people who came, who just, life was pushing. And they left and went, whew. Man, so today is important. Not just about our dreams tomorrow. The only way you're going to get to your dreams is walk on the path that's set before you today. Right? And when he said, let us not grow weary while doing good, he's talking about right now. I find that interesting. It was a commandment. So he basically said, it's about your will and it's your decision. And he'll teach us, he'll direct us, he'll guide us, and he'll guide us about life today. That's important. And those words, those dealings, are full of life. They're huge. They're worth a lot. And a lot of times, you know, if we would just work on those things right there, we'll be connected to what, what we want in life. We'll just be connected to what we want. I mean, if God deals with you, hey, I'd like you to pray regularly. And you like, man, every, you know, every, just seems like that keeps coming up. But God's got a plan for me, and I've got to get over there. That's all part of your plan. Learning how to pray and be effective here. Helping people. You understand what I mean? And God, in, in those times with him, he'll deal with you. He'll work in you. And you'll find that there's a lot of fruitfulness right there. And so when I say, 
I wonder if I've done a disservice by talking so far out ahead and then people are, get discontented for here, today. Now, your pastor, Bible said Mark the perfect man, has probably never done that, so you probably not had the thought, but... He knows the scripture well. No. But the fact of the matter is, I think it's important that we listen today. Just, just for today. Because today is where it's at. Really is. I mean, you know, I believe we can walk in all we want with God. There's a lot of glory and a lot of power. A lot of manifestations, you know. You guys could share. I could share. See God working, doing great things. But those things are in the past or they're now in the present. There will be stuff in the future. But what about today? What about today? Turn to Psalm 107. I know there's hungry people. And God does want to turn things in our life and help us and to just keep us on the right way. And when we follow what he deals with us about, and I'll tell you what, what a good place to be where God can deal with you. And you might say, well, God's not dealing with me right now. Cool. Just keep going. Just keep going. You with me? Won't be long. Let's go do something wrong. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Don't listen to everything I'm saying. No, you, you wouldn't want to do that. But we do know that he will deal with us. And he'll help us because he wants us on that fruitful path that's most productive, that brings the best fruit, and that's about now. You know, um, I... I I used to be a field superintendent with this company and I used to do commercial contracting and work. And I would have guys come and say, I want to raise. I want to raise. I want to raise. And I said, if we give you a raise and you haven't built your ability to the level of your raise, you're going to be the first one out the door when we get slow. And then we're going to have helped you to build a lifestyle beyond what you're able to go get work for again. So I said, and I would say this to people, what you need to do is build your own skill and ability up on the inside because even if you don't get paid, then you've got something wherever you go. Somebody will pay you. But the fact of the matter is, in the will of God, too, and doing God's things, people want to go places. They need to be built up inside. They need to add stuff inwardly before they get there. You out there? And so that comes from just walking with the Lord today. Because when we get there, we'll have what we need. Okay. Here's the other version. God's just going to sprinkle you and you're going to be there. That's a lie. I'm just prophesying right now that God's going to snap his fingers and go, ooh, and you're going to be there. You might get all hyped up, but you're going to wonder why you don't ever get there. But you can get there, but it's about here. 
it's about now. So Psalm 107. Psalms 107, verse... Uh, Verse 9, and then we're going to go back and read verse 1. It says, For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. You know, that's what God is about. He wants to fill people. And I know this, if you have the Holy Spirit, God's leadings in your life, he'll just help you to keep that flow. You know, I don't believe we just always have to look outward for something when we've got something in us. If we would just do the things we know, that flow from inside would just furnish a lot of things in our life. You with me? So here, go back to the first verse now. It said, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy and gathered them out of the land from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south. Verse 4, they wandered in the wilderness in a desolate way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted within. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. What happens when people start talking to the Lord? He'll talk to you before, but he'll for sure talk to you after. When I say talk, deal with you. He said, then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. He delivered them out of their distresses, and he led them. He, you know, he still leads us in our lives. And what's he trying to do? He's trying to lead you to a satisfied place, to a fruitful place. And notice this. It said, then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses, and he led them forth by the right way. That they might go to the city or a city for a dwelling place, Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. I'm convinced that a lot of the things that God deals with us about in life, or many times when they're personal, is just to help you to walk in the best, into, into his fullness. You with me? What I find interesting about the book of Psalm, this, this Psalm 107 is, seems like they just weren't where they wanted to be. And sometimes it was not good. And every time, it goes on, time after time, how he delivered them. How they sought him and he sent his word. And he did things and delivered them. And he kept doing that and kept doing that. I know this, God sends his word to us. Sometimes we read scriptures and they stand out. Other times, it's that inward witness. We just know that we know that we know. What is he trying to do? He's trying to bring you into a good place. You with me? Somebody said, I'm in a good place. He's wanting you in a better place. Now, I don't mean a better seat right there. You might be still sitting here in six years from now or ten years from now, but you can be in the same seat in a better place. 
Amen? A better place, same seat. Or maybe somebody else will have your seat and you'll have to move over there. But you are in a better place. And that's his goal for you is to be in a better place in him. Positionally, we're there in Christ. But positionally and experience are two different things. And these are the things he's doing. I believe this. I believe when we were worshiping God earlier and just lifting up our voice, there was stuff imparted to people to be used. I would say this. Spend some time. Stir yourself up. You say, what do you mean stir yourself up? You get all emotional. Somebody say, I'm already emotional. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Just spend time giving thanks to the Lord. Acknowledge that, that things were, are in you or new things are put in you. I don't doubt that maybe some people recognized and others maybe didn't, but it doesn't discount it. That something is in you or was put in you. I mean, this may sound weird, but I remember, you know, here I am up preaching to you called, the Lord spoke to me when I was a five-year-old boy in my grandfather's church. I dedicated my life when I was 21 to the Lord, started walking with him, and I'd be in church, and I'd think, Lord, I don't got no gifts. I don't got no abilities. I don't know. So I know that there are people that go, well, they've got gifts, and they've got gifts, and they've got gifts, but I don't have gifts. You do too. It may not look like the one I have or the one someone else has, but you have something. And if you'll just walk with the Lord, you'll see stuff start coming out of your life. Mercy is a pretty good gift. You know, there's a hungry world and a bunch of people in church that sure could use a lot of mercy. Somebody said... Well, if I've got that gift, I need it. Well, give it to yourself. Be merciful. (laughs) Don't be so hard all the time. But the fact of the matter is, as we walk with God, as we spend time with him, these things just become more natural. You with me? They become more natural. People have gifts and abilities in music. And as they just walk with God, fellowship with God, it'll just come out. There's people who have abilities to administrate, to do all different kinds of things. And if we'll just walk with God, how good it can be. And I'll tell you what, we want the life of God on what we do. I don't know about you, but when we get to heaven, I don't want to get there and go, whoa, what's this presence? I want to go, oh, yeah, I know what this is, just a lot stronger than I experienced down there. But in one sense, I don't want it to be hugely different. I know it will be because we have a natural body. But I think, too, let's just walk in it real strong. How about that? I mean, if they did it in the book of Acts, can I just say something, you know, and then I'll just cover my face when I say this, just don't look at me. Let's just not wait for an outpouring. Let's just not. Let's just, just, just not. Let's just not wait for the Holy Spirit to come. Let's just not wait for any of that. Somebody say, great, then what are we going to do? 
I don't know. I just wanted to say that. No. The whole thing is, is I think if we are honest and we look in the book of Acts, they, they spent time reaching out, but they spent time with God. They're, that's just where their lives were. Now, they went to work. They did their stuff. But I don't know about you, but it seems like they just spent time and they spent time and, you know, one time Peter's in jail and they're over at this house. They're just praying and praying and praying and praying. And then their favorite program came on. And they said, well, we've got to stop. <laughs> and then Mickey stayed in jail. <laughs> and uh, and they, they, they just kept at it and kept praying and kept praying. But I believe they were connecting with God. And then all of a sudden an angel appears. A real one. Oh, I saw 47 angels on the way to church tonight. Great. That angel opened a prison door, made shackles fall off, opened the city gate. Those are the first automatic doors recorded in the Bible. Just, they opened, he just went, er. You with me? And those people were so not caught up with angels and stuff like that. It just seems like a lot of the supernatural stuff was really normal to them. Because here Peter shows up at the door, and he wasn't even sure if he was having a vision or the thing was real or what. He had had other experiences with things. He shows up and he's pounding on the door. This girl comes, runs back in. Peter's out there. And they said, no, it's not him. We're praying for him. It's his angel. Well, let me just say this. If I say, there's an angel out at the front door right now, this place might empty. You know, out there. I mean, how many people would run out there? I might even take a peek, you know. (laughs) I could do it from over there and just kind of look. Oh, yeah, there it is right there. But they didn't even run out there. They said, oh, it's his angel. Didn't it say that? And they're, you know, I mean, I don't know about you, but I think, yeah, it's about time for a break from prayer. Let's go check this out. And then he's still out there pounding, and they finally let him in, and he explains how this angel appeared. But the reality side is this stuff was not uncommon. You know, I've gone through the book of Acts. And looked at all the miracles, you know, and how many times people were filled with the Spirit and spoke in tongues. Because it it tells you, you know, it'll say so-and-so, and and then this person was healed, and many other miracles. Well, those many other miracles are not the ones I'm talking about, because that statement reoccurs at different times. But you look at just how things were happening, and I don't believe we have to wait for that. You know, we just get busy following the Lord. And he'll, you know, I think it's just inside of us. I think it's inside all of you that are saved. And those who are not saved, there's something in you wanting. And I know this, there's something in us that hungers to walk 
in this. And I know it's not that hard, but I do know I'm moving further too. And so I know, like your pastor said, just expect. Expect what? I don't know, God. To be honest with you, I was getting ready today, and I'm like, wow, the anointing's in my hands, Lord. I could minister to people. Well, you're doing this. I could do this. I thought, well, I'm not just going to, but every now and then, I just will do stuff like that. Just push, push out, because God will be moving on me. I've done that before over the years. Are there any doubters in here, you know, if you don't believe in the power of God? I've done it out on the street, working, you know, in construction. Just say, well, just let me pray for you, and we'll answer the question right here. Amen. See, people fall over, unsaved. And not because I pushed them. Because <laughs> I remember this guy was making fun of somebody on TV, and I didn't know whether the guy was right or wrong on TV. But I said, this stuff is real. And I said, I could pray for you, and God will work in you. And he's like, Whatever. So why don't you give it a shot? I've done it before with other people and just say, right now, you know, let me pray for you. And I believe this. And I don't, I, I talk about laying on of hands. I, I don't think I have really here. I think there are things if you knew how, you could release the power of God because that anointing that's teaching you inside is God, His Spirit, He's conveying words, information from the head of the church. I've learned this. When you get conscious inside, you can consciously release what's in you. You can consciously release peace, his peace, his love, his power. Because, see, in Mark 16, it said, Go into all the world and preach the gospel on and on. These signs will follow them that believe in my name. One of the things is he said they'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. That to me means there has to be something different between your hands and a lost person's hands. Or a lost person could put his hands on the person the same thing would happen. So there has to be some kind of release because otherwise you could just command by faith. You wouldn't need to lay hands on. But he said lay hands on. I found this to be true that if you can look down inside and connect inside, you can consciously release the power of God. Just consciously. But I think as you walk with God, you know, and I, I don't think it's just a game thing, but it's real. God lives in us. And if the Bible said God has not given us a spirit of fear but power, then there's power in you. But so many times we evaluate based on how we feel. But I've learned this. If you can learn how to connect inside, there's a lot of things in there that God wants to get out. That's where he put whatever he put in you, even tonight or at other times, way down inside. So when I listen to him who deals with me from way down in here, then I'm connecting with these things. And I know you can get conscious this way. You can release things, you know. 
I mean, I, I, there's times I'll call people up to pray for them and just say, close your eyes and just not even put my hand on them, just start releasing the power of God and just sense it go out of my hand. Just start going, okay, thank you, Lord, right now. Thank you for your life. And just stagger back or fall back on the ground. But am I different than you? No, you, you've got God in you too. Now, we may sense different measures, but I'm convinced that if there is something that's called the doctrine of laying on of hands in Hebrews 6 that's fundamental, we should all understand God wants to work through us. But we, I believe we have to learn to connect by listening inside because it's a well. I said, it's a well in you. Remember Jesus said that? There's a well of eternal life in you. And we can tap it in so many different ways. I mean, I believe that's one reason why when we start praising the Lord, we're just releasing his power and his life in us. And we start saying, I glorify you. Well, when we're be, being filled with the Spirit to overflowing, we're just allowing His life and His ability to flow out of us. And we just say, thank you, Lord. I glorify you. You're good. I magnify you. You can't play in the sprinklers for very long without getting wet. The big thing is, is people go, oh, His power has just showed up. No, we're just cooperating and we can actually, we have a big part to play in it. You know, you've ever been places that are dark and, uh, and you've gone in and thought, I don't need to be here. That same guy in you, you're like, I need to get out of here. And it's like junk in this atmosphere. How does that junk get there? Well, the fact of the matter is we have a lot to do with the atmosphere we live in too. And isn't it good that we can have a church where we can just come, you could just declare this, hey, every time we come, it's just going to be good. It's just going to be good. It, I mean, it's going to be ridiculously good. You know, people don't realize sometimes what they're actually doing. Man, every time I go to that church, God deals with me. Well, just keep saying that. God just deals with me every time I go there, whether I like it or not. But it's good to hear from God. There's a world out there that would love to be dealt with. And they don't know. But thank God we can come. We have a place in this. You know, I know that God has dealt with me about helping people to go further in the things of God. I do know that the glory of God, how he manifests, is not far-fetched, it's not hard, can be increased a lot. And it doesn't take a ton. It just takes sincere people following the Lord, and it's okay to study the things in the Bible, but just know... Okay, if his glory did this and it came like a cloud and it did this and it came like a bright light and did this and it came and, you know, was like this, like a mist 
or different ways it showed up. We can read that. And if you ever notice how those things occurred, I mean, just go back through the Old Testament. Even in the New Testament, Jesus went up on the mountain to pray, and he started hearing from God. And what happened? He was transfigured in front of him. Well, we know that bright light in the Old Testament, when that happened, it was called the glory of God. The glory of God appeared on Stephen's face while he was proclaiming the word. But you go through the Old Testament, people were either proclaiming or they were just praying or they were praising the Lord and the glory of God began to manifest. And I think in our busy world, there's such a demand to be busy. It's important to be busy. Got to be busy. If you're not busy, that's not good. Jesus said he was busy about the Father's business. I know we have jobs. I know we have that stuff. But it just can't substitute the other side. And I know the responsibility of a minister to pray may be greater than others. And so we just have to take our place and not make that your place. But you do have a place. You know what I mean by that? In other words, if you go back in the Old Testament and start looking how the glory of God manifests, you know, in Second Chronicles 5, you know, as they ministered to the Lord and they sang the song, it said they all had one voice. And the glory of God appeared like a cloud. And then the people couldn't stand. But it's interesting, two chapters later, when the glory of God appeared, it appeared and then the people responded to it. But it was brought on by the minister. They all had a part the first time. The next time, they responded after the minister had done his thing. You go read there when he dedicated the temple and said stuff for over a full chapter. It says, you know, the caption above said he prayed. But part of his prayer was just his declarations and his commands and things like that. And then it said the glory of God came in and fell and all this happened, and it got so strong that they couldn't even get into the place. And then the people responded to that. So I do know this, there are different things, but it has something to do with us knowing God, walking with God, spending time with God. You know, I believe God has endeavored for years to answer the prayers of the church. Lord, move strong in our midst. And then he's dealt with people with a nudge. Pray. I'm too busy. But if you'd just move, we'd be in good shape. But I know this, God wants to do more in my church. God wants to do more in this church. God wants to do more in other churches. And he is endeavoring, endeavoring to do more. I know this, you start spending time with God, those things that are in you are just going to get stirred up. Your desires are going to get even stronger. And I'll tell you this, it'll just change the overall atmosphere here. Somebody said, well, this is pretty good. <laughs> Tell it matches heaven, it's not it. Amen. 
you with me? I, I, I tell Pastor Mark this and I'll close or we'll start closing. <laughs> Most of you maybe know who Reinhard Bonnke is. He's an African evangelist. Years ago, I got to hear him personally give his testimony about how God started him in the ministry or actually got him to where he is now. And he was so hungry, and he would start seeking God. And he really got after it and just was like, but he got to the point where he was so discouraged he was going to quit the ministry. And the Lord started dealing with him, no, and did when he was a little kid. And, uh, but when everything kind of broke loose and things started happening, I think the body of Christ will have this response. And had a number of people that were blind eyes, had blind eyes, I think seven or something like that, were totally healed instantly, blind eyes, and the place just erupted and, and just going crazy. He had never seen anything like this. And uh, so people were just jumping up and down. So there was a little cripple boy that had never walked. He was 12 years old, so his mom just pushed him up, up. And the people that were jumping just handed him forward, and the platform was not, you know, too high and just handed him right into his arms. And he thought, oh, Lord, what am I going to do? And he, he said the power of God that was on him started shaking, and he said he just dropped the kid. And he said, but he ran for the first time in his life. He was instantly healed. And then he stood back as the place got, was just going crazy. And he said, thank you, Lord. This is the pandemonium I've been looking for all my life. He finally got full swing into his destiny by just following after, being persistent, seeking after the Lord, but doing the stuff you got to do today. You with me? So we may have good and we may have great, but I don't know about you, but I'm just going to keep wanting more. Amen. 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 Let's bow our heads. Father, thank you for your divine life. Thank you for your ability. Thank you for your glory and your power. Thank you for working in our midst. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you. You care so much about us. And you so desire for your body to be glorious in all ways. Thank you, Lord, for the work you're doing here and the increase that you're bringing and all the good that's happening. Thank you, Lord, for enriching them abundantly. Thank you, Father, for enriching the people abundantly. And thank you, Lord, for a real resolve to walk in your best. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, the Lord's good. Amen. And he's working. He showed up tonight. Amen. No, he was here. He manifests. Amen. Amen. Well, before I get myself in trouble, let's, as Pastor Mark comes up, let's lift up our voice. Lord, we worship you and thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you for your divine life, your ability. Thank you, Lord. You fill people. You work in people. You strengthen people. Thank you, Lord, your goodness. Thank you for your divine life and your ability working in people. Thank you, Lord, for greater expectation. Thank you, Lord, for greater increase.
Thank you, Lord. You're so good. Thank you, Lord God. We magnify you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.